Hey there, podcast listener. Steven here from the podcast you're currently listening to. You ever heard a podcast and think, I can do that? Well, maybe you can, or maybe you can't, or maybe I can help you get started with it. Hosting is the most expensive cost you'll have in a podcast, and that's why Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast. Really, they have everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. With Anchor's hosting, you can distribute your podcast to other listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a whole lot more. And if you think you can do a better job than I, record a podcast right now. There's very low risk involved. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Somebody said uh, it was a picture of the black hole and Donald Trump, and it said one is a, a black hole with um, with orange something that sucks the life out of out of um, anything around it, and the other one's a black hole. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess the, Isra- the Israelis didn't have a good time this week, though. No, poor bastards. Now, was it a government thing? Because they were saying it was a private thing. Yeah, I don't know, but they just, they just kept, I mean, everything that I read just kept saying the Isra- um, Israelis. Well, and, uh, whatever it was, it crashed and burned like a motherfucker. <laughs> Lawyers, doctors, and, uh, and accountants. You're supposed to land on the moon, not skip over it. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sucks, so I, I, I like when any country succeeds at, at that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because that's something bigger than than borders and shit like if humanity's doing something humanity's doing something you know that's once you leave earth i feel like that that petty shit is whatever oh yeah because now it's you know. just the survival of mankind or what have you exactly so i would have loved to see it land but on the same day spacex <laughs> launch the heavy and they launch they land fucking three rockets simultaneously i'm like spacex out here flexing now dude <laughs> like they don't even give a fuck at this point yeah and they're like going hey we've been there <laughs> and they, they talking to the israeli company going hey we've been there <laughs> so look you know i'd like to i'd like to see spacex land something on the moon to be honest because that's something we haven't seen them do yet yeah is like some kind of probe or something like that I mean, once I, I mean, once you launch a, you know, Tesla into space, it's kind of like, what else are you gonna do? I want you to land that Tesla on the moon and drive that bitch. <laughs> That's what I want you to do. Yeah, you see them launch the Tesla lands on the moon. Suddenly, it starts doing like fucking uh, 
um, donuts on the lunar surface, the mask opens up and it's fucking uh, Elon Musk on there, just like yeah. <laughs> doing donuts and shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so they have. Uh, I don't know. Just I I I do like the focus on the moon recently. Yeah. Um. Except for the space force. I, I don't even. <laughs> well, what are we gonna do? You know what I mean? Like, the name is cool. I'm not gonna lie. All right. When when I heard Space Force, the child in me was like, yes. But then I noticed the source. So I was like, Arr. yeah, I know. But you're like, oh, that's kind of, oh, wait. So he actually thinks that's a viable name for something. Right. You know, I mean, that's that's like a name that people will give it, but it shouldn't be the official name. Right. Exactly. You know, unless you're going to make force an acronym and then it's OK. Yeah, but then that's a hell of an acronym. It's like Shield. Hey, it is what it is. Yeah, the, okay. yeah, yeah. Space Force would be like the the um, the thing everybody else calls it, but yeah, the official name, you know. Right. Right. You know, you know, Trump would be stealing shit left and right. Like suddenly, everybody that's going into Space Force has like Starfleet uniforms, and you're like, okay. Now we're just like, like oh, right. <laughs> now you're just being disrespectful. <laughs> and some some of the other guys, yeah, and some of our fighter pilots of the Space Force, you know, have these cool uniforms and then they're like pulled straight from like the OG Battlestar Galactica with like the helmets right. that look like the pyramids and shit. And you're like, okay, wait a minute, what are we, are, did you just raid a fucking uh, ward, uh, Hollywood wardrobe place? Like, <laughs> like what the f- Trump and you know out. what? I wouldn't be surprised if he did some shit like that, oh, yeah. to be honest with you. Trump comes out looking like in that outfit from like Buck Rogers in the 25th century from like the 80s. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, we need to stop now. He's got the uh, Star Trek Enterprise uh, stuff. I was like, well, no one was using these. So I'm like, you fucking asshole. Take off Scott back in this fucking uniform. Fuck the shit out of you. You haven't earned that. Porthos, bite him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright welcome everybody to the Lazy Geeks I'm Steven Vargas I'm Adam fucking Riley what's up <laughs> what's up um, uh, really quickly uh, one of our one of our fans uh, Orbital Fetus you probably heard him if you've been a long time listener of the show uh, <laughs> sent us a really cool picture of a t-shirt that somebody's selling called Reading Rambo I need to buy this <laughs> it's, it's a t-shirt and a hoodie um, I'm going to have the, the picture in the show notes uh, on the site and also in the podcast catcher. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. It's basically Rambo wearing uh, Jordy's uh, Starfleet uniform and a visor, but he's got like bulging muscles and the, the red bandana on there. And he's like aggressively reading a book. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Aggressively is an understatement. Like he is. He's reading the fuck out of this book. <laughs> With bullet holes in the it. rainbow right above him, you know. It's just... Oh, I didn't even notice that until he said something. <laughs> uh, it's, a great, it's a great shirt. It also comes in a hoodie. I, I love this thing. So, uh, uh, you know, he Orbital Fetus is one of those guys that knows about our love for Star Trek and his too. And uh, so wanted to thank him for sending that to us and give him a little acknowledgement there. Shit's hilarious, dude. Thanks. That real... I, when, you sent that, when you sent that to us, I laughed way too fucking too. hard <laughs> i i i checked the show notes a couple days ago and the, the image wasn't there it, or it wasn't loading or something and i was like reading rambo what the fuck is that 
And then I pulled it up today and was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) It was great. Oh, man. All right. And just a reminder that we are still accept. We're always accepting donations for the show blog and other things. Uh, If you wish to donate, just click on the PayPal link on the blog, thelazygeeks.com, and it'll take you to my personal PayPal page. Any amount is helpful. Uh, Also, FYI, I actually forgot to confirm this with you. Um, the last the last weekend in April is when you plan to move, right? Uh, planning to. Planning to. Yeah, we'll see. All right, but it's an FYI. So next week, most likely, might be our last episode of April. Uh, Adam's moving at the end of the month, so we should be off for a week, but you never know. So just giving you a heads up. So, you know, we'll probably let you know the week before, you know, when it's yeah. going to just to give you guys, and then when we take a break, it's this one's not because, oh, let's just take a week. No, it's because, you know, Adam's got shit to do. Yeah, actually you're doing something. Yeah. So, you know. You know fuck uh, you, right? <laughs> I mean, right, you no, know, yeah. You, 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 <laughs> you know, the, the, the cops are coming close to digging up his backyard, and he needs to get out of out of Dodge really quick. So I mean, it's, it's becoming a situation. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Um. So, I it's funny. I've always kind of wondered, like, Netflix... I mean, Gamefly was so, so much the idea of, like, Netflix for games, but it just kind of never really became that, you know? Like, it never really manifested as, as taking the world by storm. Uh, well, it's, it was the Netflix of games... Um, for that year. Back when there was no fucking... Uh, streaming services. Right, streaming. Yeah. But uh, I've signed. I've decided to re-sign up with GameFly for a month. Uh, they sent me that email. Uh, that you know, we want you back. Email. Uh, come back for a dollar for the first month. So I was like, yeah, sure, why not? So I went, right. on, and it was cool because like I went on there and um, to see. And I've had GameFly before, and it was just kind of one of those things where it was like most of the games you really wanted were like rarely available. So you always got stuck with like you know, Epic Mickey or whatever. Uh, coming at you, which while you, solid game, which is a yeah. solid game, right? But you'd have to wait, you know, to get like GTA. Fucking forget it. You, like you were never gonna get that game. Uh, but this time, you know, when I went on there, uh, fucking uh, Kingdom Hearts three high availability, Red Dead Redemption two high availability, uh, the Assassin Creed games, the uh, Odyssey, and um, there's the other one, uh, high availability. You know, oddly enough, the one that was minimum availability. The remastered, the uh, Assassin's Creed Three remastered. Oh, really? Yeah, that I was like, oh, that kind of makes sense. I can kind of see why that would be medium because I, I would, I totally would get that game. So yeah, so I'm gonna try. I signed up, so we'll see. I'll let you guys know next week what game I got. And uh, so first on my list should be Kingdom Hearts Three, but with GameFly, what should be and what you actually get could be two mm. different things. But Adam has it right now, and he hasn't really complained much. Yeah, I got. Um, I've just been using it for my Switch, and I got uh, Octopath Traveler, which is a um, RPG, and I got Splatoon two, but I didn't realize you could only play it online. Oh. So I was like, okay, well, never mind. So um, <laughs> it doesn't help me when I'm out and about. Right. So uh, I'm gonna t- send it back, and I, I wanted to get NBA two K nineteen, but I heard that you need to download like twenty five gigs worth of data. Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to buy a SIM card right now. So I don't know. I don't even let me. You know what? Why say I don't know when I can just figure it out? 
<laughs> Let's pull it up. Well, that was like, like that was like when they did LA Noir for the Switch. It was like 32 gigs, like you have to download onto an SD card. I'm like, Geez. yeah. Like, no, thank you. Yeah. I have uh, Super Smash Brothers right now um, on my list, so that's cool. I'll return Splatoon, probably get that for endless replayability. <laughs> All right, so. I guess on that note, we'll jump right into our short takes. Adam, why don't you kick us off? Oh, do I have them? I'm just playing. <laughs> um, the second season of Titans is getting bigger. At the season finale, the series saw the introduction of Batman. This week, Deadline reported that Game of Thrones actor, um, Leon? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Why not? Yeah. Leon Glenn is cast in the role of Bruce Wayne. However... Um, whether we will see him in the suit remains unclear. Actually, I need to catch up with this show. Like, I have, I've, I've only watched like the first six episodes. That's a lot further than I got. I think I got to like the first two, and I'm like, they say it gets better as we go on. So, you know, I have to, yeah. I have to check out that. But I mean, the way they described his character for season two is Bruce Wayne is basically trying to patch things up with, uh, with Robin, and it's an older Batman, and it's an older Batman. Uh, so, you know, we'll have to see. I was thinking he might be, and, um, he was like, he's supposed to reconcile with Robin and then at the same time, try to help his team. So we may see him in like an Oracle situation. So that'd be cool. Yeah. You get, you, 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 get, you get to hear him like this the entire time. Robin. Batman. <laughs> Swear to Batman. me, Robin. <laughs> Swear to me. <laughs> Robin. Did you eat the last of the strawberries in the refrigerator today? <laughs> It's not stupid. <laughs> Robin, let go my ego. <laughs> it's going to kind of be like the Batman we got in, um, was it Batman 2009? No, not 2099. That's Spider-Man. Sp Batman Beyond. <laughs> oh, Batman Beyond. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Who knows? We'll have to see how that works out. Uh, all right. So uh, let's be honest. Editing a Word doc in Google Docs is a major pain in the ass. So, But unlike services like Libre, they allow you to edit and save in Word for business purposes. Well, Google revealed that they are working on allowing Google Docs to edit natively Word Docs within the service. G Suite customers will get it as early as this month or May. Regular customers will get it soon after. So, it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I think Google had to do this because if they want people to use their service, because that's why a lot of people don't use Google Docs, is because. If you're getting shit from businesses, you need Word, or at least right. to edit in Word. And Libre allows you to save it in a, you know, like an older Windows format, but you can still do it. So it's like, you know, Google kind of needed to do this. And this should kind of make um, Microsoft a little nervous too, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, I mean, especially if they're doing it in Word, I haven't said anything about X, um, like Excel or anything like that. So we'll have to see. Excel would be nice. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Um, this is not nice. YouTube TV is raising their price this week. The Discovery Channel, HGTV, Food Network, TLC, Investigation, um, Discovery, Animal Planet, Travel Channel, and Motor Trend are all available to YouTube TV subscribers. That's pretty cool. Um, also effective immediately. YouTube TV will cost fifty dollars per month, or fifty-five if you're subscribing directly through an Apple device. Um, I like how so. 
I like how, um, you know, Apple always has the little Apple tax or whatever. Right. And um, Google's like, yeah, so Apple users, you're paying five bucks more. If you don't like it, <laughs> fucking complain to them. Yeah. I kind of dig it. If you're going to do it, just, you know, uh, go to somebody's, de- go to work, sign up at your desk, you know, your, your Windows desktop. <laughs> And then, right. and then um, open the app through uh, through your Apple device. <laughs> <laughs> Existing customers will start paying uh, the new price on May 13th. This is the third increase since the service launched. And we, I mean, let's be honest, you got to expect it with a service like this. The more channels they add, the more people they have to pay. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it's it this, is what it is. I mean, now this puts it for 50 bucks over 70 channels. And over uh, 70 channels, and it's it's still competitive. Yeah. Uh, with Hulu TV and and with um, I think it's still cheaper than Sling. Yeah, I think it's I think it's still cheaper than Sling. It's actually a little better than Hulu. Um, and I mean, the, to be honest, like I was looking at it because I'm thinking of trying out YouTube TV, and you know, you still get that week free, and I'm going to try it out right around the time Cobra Kai comes out. Um, yeah. And uh, I was like, going, well, yeah. And I was looking at the channels I get. There are a couple of channels that Spectrum offers that they don't, but Given the price, the the bundling price, it's actually cheaper for me to keep Spectrum than pay the full price of the internet. So it's kind of like right. I'm not really losing or gaining anything. So it's like, well, you know, I got if it comes with it, I keep it because I, it, you know, what am I gonna do? What am I doing here? And then I looked at, uh, you know, and I was like, going, whoa, Investigation Discovery is nice because I actually like that channel. That channel has all like the true crime shit. Um, so I kind of dig that, but it actually has. Like I, one thing that I miss is the ESPN channels. I like sports. I like watching baseball and shit like that. So it's nice to have those, especially with baseball season starting. You know, yeah. I like to be able to kind of keep up on that shit unless they're because otherwise I have to watch just my local channels. And that's kind of. Well, like, I know ESPN has um, ESPN Plus. ESPN Plus. What is that even like? Can you watch every game on that, or is it just whatever? It's just whatever ESPN licenses, because uh, like they'll have some games that they can play on there. So, but it's not like MLB you know, where you can get every game or whatever. Um, right. It's not like that. But, you know, you, you can get sports news and some, and they'll broadcast, you know, various baseball games. Sometimes they'll even have your local games. But if your local games is broadcasting locally, that gets blacked out. It's all that kind of shit. Okay. Because the MLB and the NFL all have that nice little bullshit blackout. Oh, my God. It's, it's so fucking annoying yeah. to watch a game now. Like, if you don't have cable, you're kind of fucked. Yeah. I mean, there's other ways to watch the games that might not be 100% legal. Right. <laughs> uh, but we do what we fucking can. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's fucking ridiculous. Here, us at the Lazy Geeks do not contone those types of things, but we understand the struggle is what we're right. trying to say. The struggle's real, right. okay? And, and I'm not going to fucking knock on anybody for, um, it's different when it's it's like you're avoiding a five or ten dollar a month charge right. like that. Okay, you know, I mean, we're all broke sometimes, but seriously, if you're really enjoying something, throw some money out. But when you just can't watch it, yeah, like there's no way to do it. Fuck you. Yeah. Like they move sports on uh, to fucking cable channels now. That shit used to be local. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing that's the same thing. Like with the Dodgers, if you have Directv, you can't watch a Dodger game. Because the and Spectrum had a uh, had a uh, uh, an arrangement with uh, Spectrum to broadcast all on Spectrum, and they would say like, and they used to be broadcast on for locally here Channel Five, which was the Dodger station. Right. But the pro- the thing was is that they did it, and that's cable. So you so all the providers have to pay for that. 
but DirecTV said that they were charging way too fucking much money for that. So for the last like six, five years, they have nobody's been able to watch a Dodger game unless they give, oh, well, they'll have five this year on Channel 5. Oh, okay, great. But the whole concept of, of blackouts between the NFL and MLB is an arcane rule. The reason they did that to begin with was by the advent of TV, they realized shit, people aren't going to go to the studio, going to go to the stadiums to watch these things. So let's just black them out locally so that'll force people to buy tickets. Nowadays, it's like it's such an arcane law. It's like, you know, it's like I can't get there or we don't, you know, we can't go there, you know, fucking make this shit available. It's 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 ridiculous. The people who the people who want to go watch a game will watch a game regardless if it's on TV or not. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that's such a fucking stupid reason. Yeah. You know, and and it's it's just a pain in the ass. Like I can, if I had cable, I forget what they call it. It's like a Fox Sports right. local thing. I could watch like the Suns lose, or I could watch the <laughs> Diamondbacks. Um, the Suns are just terrible last season. Like it just made me cry. You know, and it, it bro, fucking bro, it pisses I me feel, off. I feel you because. The Lakers spent all this money for LeBron, and they didn't. Do oh my god! And they didn't do that any whole better. Situation too. They didn't even do any better than they did last year. So it's like they had the and same you know fucking record. You know where LeBron would have did better? The fucking Suns, because <laughs> the thing that the Suns is missing, the, all their rookies are great. It's a team full of rookies, but there's not one fucking vet on that team. So they're all just running around in circles. Well, everybody said that everybody here was like, "Oh yeah, you get LeBron, we're going to be unstoppable." And then I just saw something like. Where was the unstoppable? I was the only, I think me and a couple of people were like going, or the only ones when they're like, LeBron's coming to LA. I was like, oh, great. Because I was like, look, if LeBron is that great of a fucking basketball player, he should have won rings in every team that he played for. But he but see, didn't. Basketball, too, is a very team, like, you can't have one person carry the whole fucking game. Right. Like, they used to say, oh, well, that's how Jordan did. I said, first of all, LeBron's not fucking Jordan. Yeah. And, sec- and second of all, Scottie Pippen, right. Rodman. Like, they ha- he had a supporting cast that got him the fucking ball. I know, I know people always say, you know, yeah, I know. That's the same thing with me. Is like everybody always talks about, oh, well, Jordan. It's like, yeah, but Jordan was part of a team. He was the big player because he made all the dunks, the toss. He also but played he well to, with the team. Exactly. He knew how to play with the team. Kobe Bryant. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He knew how to pass a fucking ball if he needed to. <laughs> Christ. I know. Jesus. I miss those days. I I miss basketball back then. And and the thing is, is this season was the first season in a long time. I went to a basketball game. It was a Suns game. And it's like yes, the worst they lost. Season, the worst season of <laughs> Right. And I, I got that charged up again. I'm like, man, I fucking you know, basketball's dope. I haven't been into it. I haven't watched it in a while. Let's 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 keep it fucking real and let's watch it. And of course, it's the shittiest. I think the Suns are the worst ranked team in the NBA. I'm like, you fucking asshole. One I was things- so pissed, and now I'm just sitting here like, I hope the Celtics get it done. <laughs> One of the things that I was uh, that's interesting to me is that I think for the if in most perspectives, I don't think most people realize that we actually we are like some of the few geeks that actually like sports. But we're yeah. not hardcore about it. Like we like baseball. Sure. I like and um and I like I've always liked baseball, basketball, um, hockey. I've never been that into. But I have my friends, you know, uh, Amador, Peter, and, and and Scott and them, fucking love hockey. Like they're all about that hockey. I never got too into it. I people never- people think I hate sports because I don't like football. <laughs> because people are, what, are like you don't know, like football. Sports. Hate sports. Football <laughs> is sports. Like <laughs> right. 
there is no other sport. You know, thinking, okay. Yeah. It was funny because when I was redoing the tags for um, our old podcast, I saw in one of the show notes, Adam talks about why he hates football. <laughs> that's one of the things. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that rant. It was like three years ago. <laughs> Listen, I'll say it again. I respect football as a sport. But to me, from my perspective, <laughs> looking through my two fucking ojos, just Spanish for eyes. Um, it looks like a giant commercial, and it's just boring. Like it just never catches my attention. It's interesting. Uh, interesting for me, it, from my perspective, it's interesting that you think football is boring, but baseball is cool. Because you know what it is? It's whatever gets you fucking off. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I like all the statistical information of baseball. And you, like I the like big bats. everything. Huh? You like the big bats. Whatever, motherfucker. You're going to get this big bat in a minute. Right? Now, shut up, because I'm looking at the NBA round one fucking thing. All right, see, round one of the NBA playoffs, Celtics 84, Pacers 74. That happened today, so the Celtics are in, in the fucking lead. That's who I'm going for, and that's who um, Steve is also going for. <laughs> Well, I have nobody. I have nobody in this team. Is not in the race, so you can go for the Celtics. I can't even go for the fucking. Uh, well, Lakers. No Clippers, California Clippers. teams went. Uh, yeah, like Clippers, Golden State. Yeah, like none of my teams. None of the teams that I could even root for are in there. Golden State, my fucking ass, dude. Missed <laughs> <laughs> you with that fucking team. Hey, Curry, Curry. Okay, that's all I got. Right, yo, <laughs> fucking Jesus. <laughs> All right. Well, as promised, PlayStation users can now edit their, their name. The first change is free. Any subsequent changes will cost people 10 bucks, $5. God, for God. <laughs> I didn't know that happened. <laughs> it happened this week. Uh, uh, any subsequent changes uh, will cost people 10 bucks, 5 bucks for PS Plus members. Unfortunately, these have impacts on certain games. Some games will either show your old name or your name is missing. Sony claims that if you sign out and sign back in, it should resolve those minor issues. However, changing your PSN ID may cause you to lose progress and or in-game currency in other games. Additionally, some parts of the games may function improperly. Sony doesn't recommend changing your ID if you want to keep these entitlements and trophies as it is, quote, quote possible to incur permanent game errors or data loss, end quote. Some of the games include Little Big Planet 3, MLB The Show 15 and 16, just Dance 17 and others. By the way, the the ones that I name are the biggest titles on that thing. Well, I bet you that a lot of them are just ones that when they coded it for the PlayStation, they were like, okay, well, they, they can't change their name. Right. So we don't have to put in the lines of code <laughs> that account for that. <laughs> exactly. And you can see the full list at thelazygeeks.com. Right on. So, yeah, I'm happy about that. Like, my – I don't even remember what my – it's it's some kind of elite speak bullshit. <laughs> from when i was like super dumb right which is now you know to be <laughs> honest i can't wait to change it to sapien tlg motherfucker bah! yeah i know i was looking at it going oh yeah i got i should change it i should probably change it to nomad because i don't even remember what the fuck mine is i think mine's Shinzon. Still, i think so i'm still i think it is Shinzon, but there's like a number after it or something yeah. um no i'm still looking to buy a playstation 4 still really yeah, well, because I've been I've been getting into the sports games again, and I really want to have a I good baseball admit, PlayStation, game. PlayStation actually play the sports games are actually cooler on PS on a PS. Well, and they got the best PlayStation game too. Yeah. 
or the best uh, baseball. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I mean, I love the Switch, but the Switch doesn't have certain like AAA yeah. titles. And if you have you GameFly, you just add it onto your list, so that'll be a nice little exactly. <laughs> and the only the I think the only basketball game, official basketball game I can get for the Switch is Two K Nineteen, but I don't want Two K Nineteen. Because they fucked it, they, you get fucked in the ass with microtransactions, Ugh. and then it has it's uh, my league. <laughs> my my league is fucking online only. Oh really? Just a single player whatsoever. Oh, Jesus. So the reason I want to get NBA Live nineteen because one NBA Live is nostalgia for me. I I remember playing NBA Live ninety seven <laughs> motherfucker back in the day, and I was a beast too. Um, but they have uh, it's not as heavy. There's microtransactions, but not as heavy. Yeah. Um, and it's uh, you can make a female player, um, which my uh, girls would like, since they both one of them's on varsity basketball and the other one's gonna be um, gonna be on it next year. Right? Why the quote unquote girls get to do that? Right? Huh? <laughs> Never mind. What? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> disrespectful. Um, just in time for tax day, a bipartisan bill was passed that would prevent the IRS from developing a simplified software to allow people a hassle-free way to do their federal or free federal tax returns. The taxpayer first first bill prohibits the IRS from developing any software only to divert people to third-party tax companies. Many have been claimed to hide their free option or redirect people to a paid version. Companies like H&R Block, Intuit, and others have been lobbying Congress for years. Looks like they finally got their way. Yeah, I mean, that was going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's First of all, doing your taxes on the IRS website is not difficult. No. It is difficult if you own a home or if you have some investments or something like that. Well, but yeah. if you're just a regular dude, it's not hard. Right. The free IRS, the free IRS, uh, federal tax returns is designed for people that have minimal deductions and, you know, and, and you're literally just copying the information off your W2. Right. But the thing was, is that I, I, the, the IRS was supposedly developing something that would basically have you log in, enter some personal information and it would literally bring up because most, because pretty much, you know, all your tax records from every, you know, businesses, 401ks, all that stuff is sent to the IRS and it's all attached yeah. to your social and what it would actually, the software that they were designing was actually just going to pull it up for you and say like, okay, this is what you actually owe us, you know? Yeah, but everyone started crying because they're like, well, then they're not going to buy our service. Right. And like, that, Yeah, that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's like, well, they're not really, and it's like, oh, they're not paying for it anyway, but it's like, yeah, but then we can't upsell them on other shit. So it's just like, ugh. But yeah. So yeah capitalism I, yeah exactly and that's why i always love is like taxpayer first isn't for taxpayers like it's not uh, taxpayers first is anything but it's like no right. you're doing the you're doing the free market system first you know which i mean i get it you know what i mean it just it kind of sucks but if you, if you really think about it if, if the irs did that an entire arm of business would just end yeah, but in the in the end too, I mean, you know, if you have somebody like for you, you have to go to a guy that does taxes, right? No, no, you do. You can do them. I just I add extra lines for people. It's really all it is. It, it gets complicated, and and I've I look at a lot of tax forms in my in my job, and it, taxes seem to get really complicated when you own property. Yeah. When you own property, or if you have a business, or 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 you have a lot of write offs. 
things will get kind of weird. Like I, I have write-offs, you know, but um, I, I use fucking TurboTax. It's not hard. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it's, uh, but yeah, like it, <laughs> I told my wife, if we ever get to a point where I have to buy the expensive TurboTax, I need to go to a tax guy. <laughs> I need a CPA to take a look at this, you know. Well, it's all, you know, like, but the thing to me is like, you still have to do state tax. And most, yeah. you know, but like in California, California has such a fucking ass backward system. Like they, you can do it, like they can do it, like you can e-file, but they're uh, here. Like I was trying to, I was trying to do it for my brother because my brother was, brother's was really easy and I was trying to e-file it. And it's like, you know, you're supposed to have created a user ID and password. I don't remember what the fuck that was. And God knows if he ever had it, but they're like, okay, you know, forgot it. Okay. Send the email address that's on file. Okay, I think it's either this one or this one. And then they give you three security questions. All three, not one, all three. And then if you get it wrong, it says one of the security questions is wrong and doesn't tell you which. Right. So it's like, well, what the fuck, man? Come on, this has got to be easier than this. Fucking the federal just says, yeah, what was your uh, adjusted uh, gross income from last year? This. Okay, here, you're good. It's like, really, guys? Come on. This is how it is? So... But, yeah, it's easier to look up your information on a fucking FAFSA. Yeah. Like, it's just stupid. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Oh, by the way, happy tax day, everybody. <laughs> when is the, oh, yeah, the ta- tax day is Monday. Oh, shit. I still have to do my taxes. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> it's all done. I just haven't finalized it. No. Because we were waiting. For what? So I'll just do it tomorrow. <laughs> Christmas? What's the penalty of not doing your taxes on time anyway? Just out of curiosity. You get a penalty, and then the, I, I'm not sure exactly what the penalty would be, but it gets bigger the longer you the longer you hold out. And if you get a refund, it's it's it gets uh, the refund diminishes. So because of the penalty. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll do I'll do them tomorrow. I'm just curious. I've never known I've never known anyone who didn't do their taxes. I think I did mine late because I got hit with something. And I think my penalty was like almost 200 bucks for filing late. Damn. Yeah. I always owe state. doesn't matter what I put my fucking percentage at. When it I, pisses me off. The last place that I worked for, I, I've, and it was the first time ever. They, I guess they never, t- I adjusted my, I adjusted everything, you know, to, to be the same as it always was. But I all, my federal tax return dropped to like one year. I actually broke even. And I was like, Shit. I was like, what the fuck? And then I owed like 30 bucks in state. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Then when we moved to a new company and everything transferred over, suddenly I got a refund. I was like, what the mm. fuck? So I don't know. There was always something screwy going on there. All right. Somebody was fucking dicking you around. Seriously. Always doing that to the Mexicans. Anyway. It's true. <laughs> many were surprised to hear that Netflix was in discussions to purchase Hollywood's historical Egyptian theater. According to online reports, Netflix will be involved in programming on weekdays while the Amer- American Cinematheque would continue its programming on the weekends. The move, the move would kill two birds with one stone. It would show Netflix offering goodwill with Hollywood, since it seems to be having a bad time, especially with people like Steven Spielberg, while allowing the American Cinematheque some financial stability for its nonprofit hist- cinema history. Um. I, this would be cool because I know American Cinematheque was kind of r- having some financial difficulties as of late, um, but I, I I think this influx from Netflix would would help 
in it because like I I go there a lot for like free screenings and you know um, and then some type of like uh, retro screenings. Adam and I went to go see Goodfellas there, yeah, um, for my birthday once, and I usually end up going there most of the times during the fall and winter because they always have like the new Academy Award movies where there'll be free screenings and then it's like they have uh, the directors or actors or something like that from there talking there. So that's where I saw Jackie Chan, uh, Adam um, Adam McKay, uh, Peter Weller when we went to see RoboCop. So we, there's a lot, of, a lot of cool people that go down to that. So it's always really nice to see. But um, I don't know. Some people are like, some people are pissed about it. I'm kind of like, this could be good because I'm not just like anti-Netflix. Like I think a lot of people just are because they think it's going to suddenly become the Netflix theater. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't think Netflix is that dumb. No, they're not. And this will give them a reason to showcase some of their movies in a theater and still get that law of like, oh, well, you have to have your movie in theaters for like two weeks in order to, you know, now it's like, well, we have a theater. We're keeping Hollywood history, guys. So you can't really be too pissy at us. So I don't know. We'll see how this works out. I'll keep you yeah, guys it'd be cool. Maybe they'll fucking like, um, they'll play, I don't know, like the Netflix exclusives, like you said, the Netflix originals, or, I mean, yeah. who knows? Yeah. They own the rights to a lot of shit, yeah. you know? So, we'll see. Maybe we can get a, you know, like a Stranger Things screening over there, you know? Oh, <laughs> I still have to watch that. There's so much I have to watch. I know, it's it sucks when you have to watch like this. Shit I'm going to have to fucking quit my job. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's what I'm going to do when I retire. Dude, when I retire, still, I'm you, just going to have a treadmill. You still won't have enough time. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a treadmill, and I'm just going to run and watch TV. That's all <laughs> I'm going to do, just because I don't want to die. You fucking no exercise. <laughs> You know. Uh, all right. So I guess on that note, we jump into our watch list. So our watch list for, I think, this week and next week are going to be a little big. We're going to have four shows this time. Uh, but one of them is ending as of next week. So, you know, we should be back down to three. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? All right. So the first one we hit up is the Orville Sanctuary, episode number 12. Uh, after helping some Mocklin smuggle a Mocklin girl out of his, off of his home planet, the crew discovers an underground railroad of a sanctuary which allows female Mocklins to live normal lives. Um, first thing I got to say on this episode, hella Star Trek actors in this one. Yeah, a lot of them. Uh, we, it was cool. It was. You had uh, Troy as the teacher. You had uh, Worf's brother as the Mocklin delegate. Mm-hmm. Um, the chairman of the union was uh, from Star Trek Insurrection. Yeah, he was the main bad guy. Main bad guy. He's a really good fucking actor, oh, too. When I saw his name, I was like, oh, F. Murray Abraham? I'm like, nice. Yeah. I was like, yes. So there were a lot. And then Riker directed it. So it was there was a lot of uh, Star Trek going on in this, which I actually was kind of, I, I kind of dug. Um, it's- I really like this episode because it, it kind of present, it really presented that, this isn't a simple thing. Like, right. like you had a lot of the people, like, um, like the captain and stuff, going, like, this is a open and shut case. Obviously, these people deserve, you know. It's like, yeah, but there's also the thing about Politics. we're in the middle of a war and they fucking provide all of our weapons. Like, there's so many different pieces to the puzzle. Right. You can't just do. It's not. It, there's too much gray area. 
you know, and, and that's just how life is. Like a lot of people don't realize that about politics sometimes is that you can't just go. No, sometimes you can't just walk in and bitch slap somebody and leave. Well, what's, what's interesting know? is because, you know, there's this, you know, idealistic view of the future, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, but when war happens, things change, you know? Exactly. And, and so, so that's where you have, uh, the Mocklin saying like, well, if you're going to, if you want to give them rights, then we're going to take our weapons somewhere else. And, you know, they, they, they kind of have you by the balls at that point. Yep. Uh, what I like, too, in this episode is that we all the admirals that we saw um, usually on screens, with the exception of uh, Admiral Halsey, because he's made actual physical appearances, you know, um, it, they all got to kind of be there. Ted Danson, Kelly mm-hmm. Yu, uh, um, Victor Garber. And then there's that other admiral that's on there, the African-American actor. He's a character actor. I love this guy. I can't remember his name, but yeah, we had all these guys actually in a room there, so that was kind of cool. Um, of course, you know, if you're going to have the voice of a revolution, it needs to be Dolly Parton. That's right. Yeah, doing nine to five, which, which was I'm like, going to tell you like this: the part in the episode where nine to five is playing, <laughs> in the and battle then sequence, whoever was doing the camera, obviously it was a real cameras, but the camera work on the ships. Oh yeah. Where it was following, and it was I was like, this is so dope. <laughs> like I was I was a hundred percent into it. What's what actually was kind of funny is the juxtaposition. Normally, like if you had a battle sequence like that, let's say Star Trek, you'd hear this very dramatic music and this just like, you know, very heart pounding kind of music. But then you had nine to five in there, and then it just yeah. kind of made it a little more fun, you know, but a little also defiant at the same time. You know, you kind of understood where you're seeing this battle going on, you're kind of like Okay, I get it. Yeah, I see how it would be a like a fight song or you know the the voice of you know the the re, the rebellion tune. Especially uh, when the chicks down and on the ground fucking bashing people in the face with uh oh fuck the yeah, butt dude. of a rifle. I I wanted to say like you know Wakanda forever because at that point like the chicks were handing themselves like the fucking Wakanda secret army you know from, that's great of T'Challa. Um, but yeah, it was really kind of cool. I really like how they're really kind of they've been kind of pushing back on Bordas with that whole situation from season one where they, his son went through the conversion, um, that conversion therapy guess, you know, surgery, corrective surgery. And they've kind of really been pushing back on that. And you're kind of seeing how his partner is a a total hardliner, you know, and he's more evolved and, you know, and, and that moment at the end of the episode where he sees his kid actually playing with the girl. And you actually, for the first time kind of seem smile. You know, uh, it was it was it was really kind of it hit it hit on a lot of different levels. You know? Yeah, I, I I really liked that, and I, I liked how um, they brought back Helena, and uh, so that was really it was really cool to kind of see them return and have a a, a former you know a, a former character that they come back because she's like oh <laughs> Captain Mercer you always seem to find me. Um, it was a good episode all around, and I think um, I think like. This show has really found its footing and what it wants to say. You know what I mean? The kind of show it wants to be. Like even in this episode, which is a pretty serious episode, they they go out of their way to break it up with yeah. the nine to five thing to, to so it's it's more fun, you know, and stuff like that. And and it's kind of a nice. Um, some people have asked me like, how can you watch the Orville and Discovery? It's it's both kind of start. I'm like, they're so different in tone. Yeah. You know, and and I like to watch Star Trek first. 
and then watch Discovery. I, you know, I do the same thing. I watch Star Trek first, and then I watch Discovery. I mean, because because the Orville's so good. It, you know, it's not it's not like it's it's worse than. I can't pick which one's better because they're they're different. It's kind of hard to. It's like saying Star Trek versus Star Wars. You know, they're right. different. You can't really compare them. But um, I think for it's the, happier. <laughs> the Orville's a happier I, show. I think for the Orville, it it it's very reminiscent of. I think it's very much uh, a nostalgia factor because it does feel more next gen, but kind of with our sensibilities, our humor. Yeah. And so it kind of gives us that, that like it would be Star Trek if it was us. So it's kind of that fan fantasy of being part of like, Oh, how, how would I react? Like I look at it and I was like, I think I'd be Gordon most of the time. And sometimes I, I, I would be like Mercer, you know, I'd be like Ed going like, you know, really? Like, you know, that just that kind of shit that happens. So I think it, it kind of feels along that lines. And, and while Discovery is kind of what you would ideally be, but I think we all know we would end up being like Orville. <laughs> yeah, because Star Trek, Star Trek is the best of the best all the right. time. Like every every episode or every series of Star Trek, you're watching the cream of the fucking crop right. in their in their field. You know, like Jordy LaForge was not just the best engineer on the ship. He was like the best engineer in Starfleet. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the Orville seems more like this is a normal ship. Yeah. Like, this, this is everybody this else. Is, <laughs> right. This is just regular people trying to get by. Yeah. I did like um I did like the new security security chief was uh sat in the captain's chair. Oh yeah. This time too. Um, it was good. It was good all around. Um, how many more episodes? How big is their season? I think there's two more episodes. I think they go 14 in this one. What's with these short seasons? We're fucking TNG's like 22 episodes. Well, like this, this season was actually 20. This had, I think this, this is longer than it was last season. Yeah. Last season was shorter. I've heard rumors. There's this rumor floating around about Orville, um, that they not only got it, um, renewed for season three but four and five i'm like that's not how hollywood works guys yeah <laughs> like i was I like no see... one's gonna renew a show this expensive yeah i can see you maybe know. like three and a four you know but I, not five like no. and even that's gen- like i could definitely see them getting renewed for a third season yeah you know but the to say three seasons are in the bag i don't know that's kind of yeah that, that would be a little much especially for fox I mean, right. they're not the Simpsons. Let's be honest, you know. Well, Fox has had a pretty decent track record. Now. I, I think it's more uh, the other networks cancel left and right too, <laughs> but it's more the sitcommy shows. Right. Like they throw everything on the wall and see what sticks. Yeah. All right. So next on our list is Doom Patrol, Jane Patrol, episode nine. So Jane retreats into the treacherous place of her own mind called the underground. Uh, where she encounters her many personas and dark traumas of her past. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes of um, of this uh, of this season. It so made far. it made sense that we had to go here because yeah. we've already dealt with everybody else, and Jane's always been just that. You know, we kind of we kind of knew she was fucked up, but this kind of really shows just how fucked up she is. Well, then we find out the source of her trauma. Right, and I I read a little fucking interview um, they did with the actress. I can't remember her name now, of course, because I'm a horrible human being. Um, yeah, because she plays Jane. <laughs> yeah, the, the pride that plays Jane. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I tried to worse. make it better. I tried to make it better. You just said fuck it. <laughs> Diane um, Guerrero. 
Okay. I was just using comedy to fucking let the time go by while I was looking it up. Um, she was speaking about how, and kind of just reminding me about the character, but each each um, personality. So each personality is a completely different person. It has different powers, all that stuff. They all have the same goal and the same purpose, and that's to protect um, the first personality. Right. Which, what's the name again of the little girl? Oh, um... K, oh. K. I think K. it's K. Yeah, I think it's K. Um, and and that's their that is their purpose. You know, they so she's buried so far down that nothing can get to her. Now this whole this whole aspect of the well thing yeah. was kind of dope. Like if you, no one can defeat the ultimate evil, it's almost like Jay, the main personality. They, the personalities are protecting her, but she's also keeping that the father away from the other ones. Right. You know, like there, I, I like this Jay is in a constant battle with that memory and it was kind of sad. Yeah. You know what I like, but basically, Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, um, a couple of episodes ago when they were in the, the hospital, when it kind of turned into the shining, we saw this whole thing of like puzzle pieces come falling out of like doors and like on the floor. And it said, you know, don't, you know, come to me or something like that and the hand came out it, it, it correlates back to that because now we see that the original memory was of I think Kay putting together her puzzle you know because her dad was a fucking pervert um, yeah and uh, it was really cool too because we actually got to see all the different personalities in their true embodiments like what you know like we saw you know Hammerhead and Hammerhead looked like a punk rocker from the eighties. <laughs> shaved head and everything. Yeah, you know. Um, so it was actually really cool. To Some of them still looked like um, the actress, though. Yeah, like, like the the Karen, one on the train. Karen, the one on the train. Yeah, look, um, looked like her. But there were. I'm like, curious if there's a reason for that, or if it was just, I don't know, just whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it, so that was that was kind of cool seeing everybody. I want to see the one with the uh, the the stockings and the, you know, I want to see that one again. That might have been the one that was like, oh, touch me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so there were there were a lot of those different characters around, and uh, basically you found out that you know the when Jane leaves, uh, one of the other personalities has to go up there, and and it, it references that not all the personalities go up there. We even run across the. Uh, the the English ver the English version of Jane I can't remember her name but um, that was Penny. Penny yeah that we saw in the uh, the glo snow globe and they even we even saw some ones that are like really obscure from the comic like Jack Straw oh yeah which is a living straw man yeah <laughs> or scarecrow and you never see it move but it does move because <laughs> right. it, it gave um it, yeah it gave Cliff it gave, the cliff a fucking uh, shiv to <laughs> open up the wall but i was <laughs> i was laughing my ass off because i remember that from the comic <laughs> where you never saw the thing move right you know it was it was something cool but um yeah man it's it's so it was it was just it was a mind fuck episode but in a in the best kind of way yeah I mean, it, 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 it gave it definitely gave a direction like you know you, it really kind of brought jane down to you know, her bare essence. And then you had, you know, they couldn't wake Jane up. They saw that she had, you know, Cyborg saw that she had all this brain activity, but she just wasn't waking up. 
And then uh, Larry's negative man comes out after Larry was just kind of being an utter asshole. <laughs> I like, great, you know, because uh, Cliff says that, well, we just need to get into her head. And then he's like, great, you just gave the solution for the most impossible thing. And then his, and then the negative um, being comes out of him and drops the floor. It's kind of like, well, that's a good way to shut him up. Yeah. And then just touch. I like how it touches his brain and then and her and then just kind of becomes the conduit and sends. And this was great because it sends Cliff into her brain, but it's actually Brandon Frazier. Yeah, because he's it's just his brain, his mind. Right. So he doesn't have to be robot man. But then towards the end. So there's this the one of the personalities um, is a uh, pretty misogynist, I think is how you pronounce it. Hates men. Like hates all men, um, but it's it's kind of like the opposite of a fucking I forget <laughs> I forget the fucking word, but she just hates dudes, and uh, and he has to peel his skin off, and he's robot man again. Yeah, he reveals himself and she, he's not a man. She taps on the nuts to see if there's <laughs> fucking nuts there. That that was funny. Um, it's kind of a throwback to the the first one. It's like she tell you she grabbed my junk. <laughs> right. This show is really showing. Um, some serious acting chops from from a lot of them too. Brendan Fraser, which I already knew was there, right. um, but the, but the Diane Guerrero, like she's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like it's got to be, it's got to be a real fucking head spin. She's basically playing all of these characters. In this episode, it was a little bit more separate. But yeah. um, what I liked is, you know, when uh, when uh, Cliff ends up in her head and ends up at the train station. And driver eight goes. I'll call some. I'll make some calls, and then you hear, what did she call him? Hey. Oh, she called. Um, she called him something. Hey, you know. Oh, I can't remember what the name she said. All of a sudden, he looks. He goes, "Hammerhead," <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, no shit, Sherlock." <laughs> and he was like, <laughs> "So he was like, I knew that was you." <laughs> um, the. Uh... The driver eight chick was was just like super chill. Yeah, and then flips like, him off when a... he gets taken away. <laughs> yeah, it flips him off. Yeah, I was laughing on that. Uh, but yeah, it was a really really solid episode. Um, I know he hasn't, she hasn't totally beaten him, but I think the reason that whole thing kind of came is because she's unwilling to admit that you know Mister Nobody really fucked with her head. Um. Well, I think this episode too, because towards the end when they were with the big battle scene, um, Cliff as Robot Man now uh, was ripped in half, yeah. which for him isn't not a big deal. But um, you see Jane screaming, "No, not him, not him!" So you, you're really seeing the bond between them is becoming like Jane doesn't like to admit it, but they're they're definitely like the closest out of the the whole team. Well, what did she yeah. say that, because um, he said that, you know, he blamed himself for the therapy, and she says, no, the thing you should be blamed for is giving her hope. Yeah, you gave her hope. And I guess that means there is no hope? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, it's, 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 there's, it's one of those episodes that's answered so much, but left a lot of questions, too. Yeah. You know, and, and I in dig answer, it. I mean, this whole show is fucking good, man. Yeah. In answering its questions, it, it raised more. Right. You know. Yeah, I, I really liked this episode. I thought it was really cool. It was actually pretty quick. Like it was a, a fast forty five minutes. Um so yeah, it was it was I, I, I definitely enjoyed it. So now we're getting into the final three episodes. So we'll just see how this works out. 
All right. So moving to Star Trek Discovery. This oh, real quick, when this show's over, Swamp Thing comes on. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So we'll have to do Swamp Thing, and then maybe we'll uh, since we'll have extra spaces, Swamp Thing. We could do Swamp Thing. Supposed to be a horror. Yeah, we could actually start doing Titans again. We could do, we yeah. could re- pick up on Titans since most of our shows will be over by then. Yeah, I'm gonna start catching up on it. Um. So back uh, now, Star Trek Discovery: Such Sweet Sorrow. Uh, episode 13, after evacuating the crew to the Enterprise, the crew realizes they need to send Discovery into the future, and Michael is their only option. So, this episode kind of, well, one, finally shows us the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, um, which is sick as Yes. Oh, my God. Dude, like... It literally makes the reboot movies look like they didn't give a fuck and now <laughs> some real motherfuckers came in and did it. Yeah, exactly. Like they like it, it it's modified but still holds. Like, you know, like It's modified but it's recognizable. Yeah. Like if you if you had just seen it, if you put a picture of that what's on Discovery and what's on the movies and you've never seen either, you wouldn't look at the movies like you look you would be like, "Oh, that's the Enterprise." Right. For the Discovery one. You know, it's it was pretty fucking amazing. Colors were right. Everything's shinier. <laughs> Floors are extremely polished. Like that's the yeah. like, what was that meme? Like the greatest invention of the twenty third century is polished floors. Polished floors. <laughs> Cause that's true. You never see in like any of the Star Trek a buffing guy. Like up and down. Like you'd expect to see like during like the low you know, like middle of the night, you know, a, a crew of buffers kind of going. Dusting or something. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the bridge, because there's never not it's, it's the bridge is never empty. Yeah, <laughs> you see, it's got, you see it never the, gets dirty. Like uh, I think what was it? The next gen. I think Data had like the overnight crew where he was like acting captain. You know, the overnight you would have somebody yeah. there, and in the background you hear, you know, somebody buffing the floor in the background. Isn't Data? Isn't I think it's assumed that he's always the night crew yeah. on the bridge. I would imagine because he doesn't have to sleep. Yeah. Um, anyway, but, wrong show. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, I, I gotta admit, cause this, in this episode, Pike goes back to taking command of the Enterprise, so he gets back into his, you know, I guess more traditional Starfleet uniform, and then we see them on the bridge. I gotta admit, I really like these new uniforms of the original series, the TOS uniforms. And again, it's, it's, it's recognizable, yeah. but looks modern. It fits right. in with the new aesthetic. And I was talking to somebody about this. They're like, why do they even change them? But they have to. Yeah. This show's from the fucking 60s. Like, it can't look the same now. It would be dumb. It would be off-putting. You know, especially even the screen. Like, one thing I noticed on the new Enterprise bridge here is the view screen is huge. Yeah. Because I remember back in the original, the view screen was like a 32-inch TV. <laughs> like, it wasn't even that big of a deal. Right. You know, but you can't get away with that shit now. Yeah. The uh, Starship Enterprise cannot look less technologically advanced as my bedroom. <laughs> right. It just can't. <laughs> Looks like my closet. You know, a bunch of dusty shit. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so in this one, you know, everybody tries to figure out, you know, what they need to do. Like they need to get, uh, since the, they try to self-destruct the discovery at which they left us at the cliffhanger. Um, but the core, uh, under self-preservation disables the self-destruct. So they decide 
that they have they basically realize that the only way they can do it is their original plan send discovery way into the future um so they couldn't uh so it couldn't harm anybody because in the future where they plan to go techno there is no technology so that's that's the hope so because the they were they were eight they're going to be able to refabricate the the time jumpsuit but because it was technically uh pattern to michael she's the only option to send it forward so and this was kind of cool like everybody was like well why you know why does she why does she have to do and they're like because of the suit and all that stuff and then you know the 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 crew like in traditional trek you know is like we're not letting you go alone you know so right. all the bridge crew is gonna is gonna go there including stamets and and our favorite uh our favorite engineer reno <laughs> Um, I like when she's like, she's having trouble trying to, the power isn't, uh, isn't powering up as fast. And then Reno goes, lead the way, Red, <laughs> you know, I'll help you out. Well, um, I liked how they brought back the, uh, that one chick from the, from the, um, oh, the short, the short. Yeah. Poe. Cause I really liked her. Yeah. And then it also made the shorts more important now. Yeah. Like I think a lot of people who kind of were like, whatever, they're going to watch them now. Because one of the, if you missed it, you're gonna be like, "Who the fuck is this?" <laughs> well, yeah, like they Saru's sister who was in the short, you know, yeah. and then you have Poe, which was in the short, um, and I like too how you know, uh, Pike is all you know, getting trying to you know doing her name and stuff like that, trying to be all you know, regal about it. Hold on, what? Speaking of the shorts, the other short was the dude found the discovery super in the future and the discovery was sentient oh wait a minute i haven't watched the uh i haven't watched you didn't it. see it no i didn't have uh i didn't have it i forgot to go back to it oh you gotta watch it it's it's really good that that has to be connected somehow yeah it has to be okay go on i'm sorry <laughs> i had like an epiphany and i was like ah. <laughs> uh but uh poe i like how when poe beams up and then Pike goes, uh, Queen, but and she's like, Tilly, like, Bo. And then like yeah. you know, they have that girl moment, and then Poe's like, Oh, you're the roommate. You look taller in your pictures. And then Michael kind of looks off like, Thank you. Like, I'm not sure. Um, I like how she reacted to Georgia though, when she, fucking Philippa was just ultra salty in this episode. She always is though. But she was super salty, like just Oh, yeah, she's like, the good thing about being the queen is I don't have to deal with anybody snark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Do you know why? Because she used to be queen, probably. Right, yeah, she's an, she was emperor. Yeah, and now she has to fucking cater to this shit. Well, remember in, when they were at the uh, table, and she's like, well, we have to find a supernova that's in the stage. And she's like, we'll just fire a rocket into the into a star and cause it to supernova. She's like, I thought you said there were no bad ideas. It's like we were wrong. It's like that's a really bad idea. <laughs> but the funny thing was when they said that, I was thinking, oh yeah, ne generations. When uh, yeah, when uh, what's his name was sent doing that to change the rift or whatever the direction of the rift. Um, but it it was just and it was cool that we got to see Sarek and Amanda, um, again before the before the season ends. So it, it's it there was a lot of setup for this one. Uh, because the crew is going to go with Michael, so they're sending, you know, you you have this dissolved shot of just 
everybody putting together their goodbye letters to their family and stuff like that. And you're kind of like, bruh. <laughs> yeah. Like, the, there's definitely some. And then you have, now I need to figure out what's Ash going to do. Because when they were leaving, he's like, I need to do something before Discovery leaves. You know, that he asks Pike. And so we know he's got something. But then you have Pike and Ash going to leave. And then he says something to Philip of, like, I'm glad you're on our side. And um, and then he says the same to Tyler. And then Ash was like, well, does that mean you trust me? He's like, why shouldn't I? He's like, because I need to do something before it leaves. Right. And then I like Philippa where she's like, yeah, I'm Taryn. I'm from your mirror universe. And then he looks and goes, what mirror universe? And then winks. And with the little wink. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, ah, you think this motherfucker ain't hit the game, dude? Like, he knows what's going on. Oh, yeah. I, the, the, it's, what's funny, too, is that I really, really like Pike. Like, he's, like, a, a lot of people have been pointing online where they're saying that Pike is becoming their, their is kind of becoming their favorite captain. Because, he's great. Because he's embodying everything. And, and my brother and I were talking about this, and we're saying he's embodying the best of Kirk and Picard. Because he, he does kind of have that man of action, which is Kirk, but he, he isn't quick to, you know, jump in. He wants diplomacy to take hand. He's trying to— And he wants everyone's opinion right. and, and stuff like that. So he's a great combination, and, and he, it's cool, too, because they've kind of ex- created this— this actual persona in such a short amount of time for a character that nobody really knew aside from the rebooted movies, which he only lasted two and was barely in, you know? And then, yeah. and you know, and when we had just that one, that one movies or that one episode. So it was really nice to kind of see him bring him to life and kind of make you go, yeah, he deserves to be captain of the enterprise, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, I really, I don't know. I'm kind of, I'm going to be sad to see him go. Me too. That's you know, it'd CBS, be cool if they could do what you said, but do a new series with Pike and Spock. Come on, we got them there. You but then we kind of have two series that are kind of too similar to each other. Not at the same time. I mean, yeah, I guess. I mean that they don't show two up two shows similar at the same time. They'll have one. They can have uh, the uh, Philippa one. Then they can have. I mean, shit. They had DS Nine Voyager Next Gen all, you know, back to back. It's be the same way. Yeah. So. You know, but let's let's be honest. A lot of people will be, you know, and and it'll give people more of like, well, I didn't really like Discovery, but I like what they're doing with the Enterprise. It's nice to have an Enterprise back again, which which is what back. happened back then. Yeah, it was like, oh, I don't really like DS Nine, but Voyager is kind of dope, right? I didn't really like Voyager, but DS Nine is pretty because because they made the two shows different enough right. from each other. Um, because you have a lot of people who hate DS Nine, mm-hmm. a lot of people who hate Voyager. Yeah, you know. But they love the other one. Right. It's so funny because everybody harps on Voyager, but <laughs> Voyager had pretty decent ratings, and a lot of people love that show. Yeah. You know, so it's okay. I think the problem with Voyager <laughs> was it wasn't it was it was good, but it wasn't like oh fuck, you know that kind of good. You know what I mean? And but I, it was I, consistently good. Yeah, it just was the some of the characters I didn't like. Well, the funny thing is, if you really think about it, yeah, some of the characters too, but if you really think about it, they played it the safest. Like, even though they shot themselves off into the Delta Quadrant, that, that show kept it really safe. Yeah. They didn't really try anything new, or it was just your, 
your atypical Star Star Trek. Yeah, that's true. It was a TNG in a different ship <laughs> with different <laughs> with people. people. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Right. More yeah. the same as an issue, but um, I think that's why DS9 got gets a little bit more love nowadays because it was something different. DS9 was the rifleman in space. Yeah. <laughs> if anyone understands that reference, I, I was watching a YouTube video and he said that the rifleman is this old show yeah, where um, a father and son go to this shit town and clean it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode, see how they round out the season and see how all yeah. of this pays off. Uh, so, yeah, pretty much expect a, probably a longer talk because we'll have the whole season to look back on. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and talk about it. And lastly, the and I, again, last week I said we were going to be one episode behind because they dropped two on day one. Twilight Zone, Nightmare at 30,000 Feet. Um, episode two. So a journalist listens to a podcast detailing how the plane on which he's a passenger will disappear. Um, this was a fucked episode. <laughs> like, Yeah, it really was. <laughs> um, it was. It was one of the... There was no... It was a lose lose. Yeah, yeah. Because when I when you said that to me, because we talked, we we texted about this, and I was he said lose lose, and I'm like I'm thinking about it. I go, oh yeah, because he either you know did what he you know it, it. If he didn't do anything, it was going to happen anyway, you know. It, so it was kind of like well, that's kind of I mean, would it like it? It seemed like because he intervened, it happened. Like it was a self fulfilling prophecy. Because he was freaking out, because he helped that one dude at the end, and all the stuff like that, it seemed like if he would have just fucking went to sleep <laughs> and and nodded off, nothing would have happened. But we don't really know what would have happened before. But yeah, you don't know. Don't See, that's know, the so, thing. So it's kind of like, and there was he, and he only listened to enough that got him a little bit ahead instead of listening to the whole thing at first. Um, so I thought, yeah, it was, but he really couldn't because it was kind of playing. It was playing out in sequence like in time because yeah. every time he put it on it would it would talk about what was going on then right so it was weird and that mp3 player i want that i know that oh. was a fucking sexy ass mp3 player yeah <laughs> so like in this episode i thought was really cool because of the fact that yeah he was listening to it in real time he happened to uh discover it in the in the panel next to him and then you know started listening to this show and the guy that plays the voice is actually a real podcaster. I looked it up on IMDb. So I recognize his voice from somewhere. Yeah, and um, and he's also been on he's been on shows, and they mentioned uh, the Joe Rogan and and some of these other podcasts. But he's a real podcaster, and um, which I thought was kind of cool that they l- gives in some authenticity. Yeah, um, but it was really cool because it was it took place. What was it like? Almost like they should put us on that motherfucker, dude. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Like, <laughs> Yo, this, this playing about to go down, dude. This motherfucker don't even know. And then this motherfucker, you know, we don't know what the fuck he was doing. Like, <laughs> but on this, flight ten thirty five, there was this hot chick in row seven. <laughs> Instead of dealing with that motherfucker, I would have been dealing with this chick over here. That's right. Um, so the uh, Justin Sanderson, who um, he was, uh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's he was big on um, Parks and Rec. Uh, he's he's usually pretty funny. Yeah, and so this was a pretty kind of intense role. He's he's a investigative journalist who suffered some severe PTSD from shit he saw in I think it was Yemen. 
Yeah. And he was heading to Tel Aviv uh, on this on this long ass flight. And it was actually really cool because like, you know, his whole thing was, oh, be nice to people, you know, bring civility back and stuff like that, which was kind of funny because it turned into obsessed paranoia, you know. And uh, so, you know, he's trying to piece together everything that's going on and every clue that he gets. He's looking at these, you know, and, and what the. The podcast is kind of plain. It's kind of a investigative into how what happened to this plane. Why did this plane disappear with everybody on board? And you know what happened. And so they're like, could it have been because they're looking at the passenger manifest? So he starts trying to investigate little things as he's doing things. Where he goes to what the Rus- the Russian uh, soccer players. Yeah, and you know he's like trying to look into their bag and stuff like he that. He almost got his ass whooped. Oh, seriously. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, but then there's, there's this random dude on there called, he calls him, he's a pilot, and he's just simply called the pilot. And, you know, and kind of keeps creeping in, you know, every so often talking to him and stuff like that. And it just kind of, you know, uh, the the plane disappears. Nobody knows what happened to it and things like that. But the ending was actually really, really fucking interesting. And it totally made me go, Oh, I could see why. I could see why that happened. You know, should we give away the ending or? Yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So um, what happens is, is that they, be- they don't know what happened to the plane, but they believe some- that the- one of the theories was that somebody broke into the cockpit. And it turns out that the guy that he's talking to, the pilot, is the guy that breaks into the cockpit and decides that, fuck it. You know, he just wants to send the plane, you know, down. But what happens is the plane crashes. He wakes up on shore. And the first thing he looks for is um, the MP3 player. What I thought was cool, because this was based on that episode, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet, you know, the the old Shatner one. Mm -hmm. What I really loved, did you notice the gargoyle doll laying in the ocean? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of a nice little nod to that one. I was like, "Oh, they put that on there." I was like, "That's." Cool. I've actually never, I've never seen that old episode. The only old episode I did, I thought um, Shatner was only in one. No, he's in I've two. seen the one where he was in the diner. I think that's next week's. It's kind. Of, I think that's where next week kind of plays. I out. saw. Oh, I saw next week's episode, but I'll keep it quiet today. <laughs> um, okay. But uh, but yeah, I saw the little the gremlin that he was in because it was the. Um, it was the episode where he was like, there's something on the wing. Or as you know, people say, there's something on the wing. There's yeah. some thing on the wing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Poor fucking Shatner, dude. I always love it. He wasn't him. that bad back in the day. He got he got worse like um, yeah, he when he got older. He shattered out when he got older. He yeah. kind of Im, uh, embodied that. But when he... When he does that, you know, so there was it was because he saw a gremlin on the on the wing of the plane. So I thought that was kind of cool that they had that little gremlin doll laying on there. But then you find out that it's like and then the end of the it's like, but no, um, everyone survived the plane crash except for Sanderson. And no one no one can explain what happened to him. And then you see all the people real, you know, going after surrounding him. And he's like, I was just trying to save all of you. You know, I was just trying to help. And then you're like, oh, yeah, that's why nobody knows what happened to him, because they all fucking tore him to pieces and probably threw him out into the ocean or something. So, yeah, it was kind of it was a one. But the only thing I didn't not that I didn't like it, but I was kind of like, whatever. Was this plane crashes and like everyone lived. Right. Like, I was like, that's 
okay. I mean, <laughs> it's still made for a cool scene. And sometimes even the old Twilight Zone was known for that. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't a hundred percent make sense because it, every Twilight episode is trying to prove a point. Right. You know, so it still proved its point. You know, that he was going to be fucked in the end. Like, that was the point. <laughs> that was the point. You know? like, no matter what you do, you're fucked, you know. Right. And I, but I will say with this episode, I don't know what the overall message of the episode is. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm a little bit on that too, but I'm thinking kind of like just, I'm not really sure. Yeah, like this, you know. Like, is it? Is it like, because you say, oh, okay, well, he had PTSD, which makes people paranoid, but his paranoia is justified. However, I still stand by the, the, the notion that if he would have never done anything, nothing would have happened. Yeah, I can see that. But then also, who wouldn't do something if you had a fucking <laughs> telling the future podcast listen? You know what I mean? Like. See, if they had us on that, we'd have been like, motherfucker, don't do anything. You just, if that, don't if, fucking move. If that motherfucker <laughs> just sat down and not did shit like we would have done, he'd be okay and he'd be okay in Tel Aviv. That's all what I'm saying. <laughs> but then also, if you have, you can also get into the notion of if it's in, if it's in this podcast, it, and if it, we, we can assume the podcast is already recorded, um, then he wouldn't have been able to help it anyway. So it's like, I don't know. It was a good episode. But, like, I get the message of the third one. I'm not going to say anything about it. I I got the message of the first one. Right. But this one, I kind of, I enjoyed it, but I didn't understand what they were trying to tell me. You know, it just seems like the guy was dealt a bad fucking hand, bro. (laughs) Yeah, you're kind (laughs) of fucked either way, you know. Yeah. Uh, maybe it, maybe it's a message of life. We're all kind of fucked either way. <laughs> but um, I will do. I will say this though. I like the show. Yeah. Um, and I like. I love when uh, what's his name? Uh, he comes in. You kind of expect him to do something Keenan Peel, you know? <laughs> but he's doing it well. Yeah. No, he's doing it great. Still that, it still gives me that feeling of when I watched the original one. And I watched the original ones when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, it was on Nick at Night or something like that. Right. And when he spoke, you knew he wasn't the bad guy, but it was there was this ominous, almost like godlike tone. You know what I mean? Like he's above it all. Yeah. And and he's he's portraying that well. And I think that is a big deal with any any anytime you're trying to do a, a Twilight Zone. You have to have it. You have to kind of have that ominous, um, that ominous feel to it, or it's not going to work. And it's just that deadpan, no emotion, <laughs> just staring at you. Right. The only thing he, they can never do right, though, is the smoking a cigarette. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, fucking that back in the day shit. Yeah. Kind of made him more, um, almost more approachable. Yeah. I see like that. In the 60s, because he was more laid back because he was smoking because everybody fucking smokes. Now, <laughs> Mr. Peel here <laughs> creeps me the fuck out when he comes out, which is probably, you know, he's probably happy to hear that because that's what he wants to do. Right. You know, um, I was going to actually try to look up uh, the IMDb, IMDb page for the next episode because there's an actress in it that I 
I really like, mm-hmm. but I can't remember. Um, it, I don't know how to get to the fucking episode. I can't figure it out. <laughs> don't worry, we'll, so, we'll get into that next week. Right. All right. So I guess we, why don't you go ahead and take us into the headlines? Take us in. Okay. Headlines. Headlines, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> During Star Wars Celebration in Chicago on Friday, J.J. Abrams and company dropped the teaser trailer for the upcoming episode nine. Thought I didn't know Roman numerals, huh, Steve? <laughs> uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. According to Abrams, this will be an adventure that the group will go on together. In the trailer, we get a voiceover by Luke and see Ray force jump over a TIE fighter, which was fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> the whole fucking scene was cool. Um, Lando Calrissian, the homie, you understand? Makes his return to the franchise. The trailer clo- closes out with an all-too-familiar laugh that made me go, what the fuck? Um, yeah, the fucking Emperor, bro. Right. Um, the film is scheduled for release this Christmas, we also see the trailer for the EA Respawn game, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Um, this is this is set after the events uh, in Revenge of the Sith of a surviving Jedi um, that is trying to stay alive in an Empire galaxy. EA claims it's a complete it's a complete single player game with no microtransactions. Fucking finally got the message. <laughs> yeah, finally tell you it's like finally we get both in one game. Lastly, The Mandalorian was revealed, taking place five years after um, the return of the Jedi, and is being touted as a western of a bounty hunter making his way in the Outer Rim territory after the fall of the Empire. Both Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and The Mandalorian arrive in mid-November, and I'll tell you what, it is a good year to be a fucking Star Wars fan. (laughs) 100%. November and December are going to be fucking off the fucking hook, man. Well, fucking Mandalorian is what I was... There, years ago, we were having a conversation about Star Wars. And 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 my my wish was... And we were talking about... It was sometime... I think we've done this like three times. But like the <laughs> Star Trek versus Star Wars right. bit. And I was like, I can't connect with Star Wars as much as Star Trek because it's not, it's not as detailed, it's not as fleshed out. It's just the movies. And I'm like, they need to make... I said, the Star Wars universe is so interesting. They need to start making fucking TV shows. You know, make something that you can really tell a long story about. And you can learn more about this and that and the other thing. And that's what they're fucking doing here. One of the and things, I'm excited as fuck. Yeah, because one of the... I um For the day this podcast comes out, there's going to be... I, I have a full um, write-up on, on The Mandalorian. And the, the cool thing about it is that Jon Favreau says that this is going to be an accessible show. This is if you're new to the franchise, you'll be able to pick it up as a standalone. They go, however, if you are a fan of the series, there's going to be a lot of stuff in it for you, which is kind of good because that's kind of what I took away from like when they did the Star Trek reboot. Like if you were a fan of Star Trek, there was a lot of shit you could, you know, that was like, oh shit, you know, this, that, and the other thing. But you didn't have to know. Right, but a lot of people that I knew that never saw Star Trek actually liked it. So right. it's that good balance. They also said with the um, the Mandalorian that um, those of you that actually love the expanded universe shit, they said that they actually name dropped a couple of things on during the panel and said that yeah, there's going to be some stuff from the expanded universe that's going to work its way into the show. So it's actually going to be canonized. 
So, but didn't didn't Disney like are they ta- is the expanded universe the books? Yeah, like the books and, and didn't Disney cancel all those books though? They said that it was nothing. Well, they said it unless it was a new book. They said it was all yeah, all that stuff wasn't canon. But what they're doing is they're taking some elements that they liked from the expanded universe. Oh, and making, and it, making canon. it canon. So them introducing it into this is going to make it canon. So um, they said, and one thing that um, Favreau said that the reason why he liked this project was the fact that it actually brought him up to five years after Return of the Jedi. He's like, which was some, one of those things where it's like, he goes, this is kind of cool because it's nowhere we've ever been before, nowhere we've ever, you know, no area where we've discussed. And it's kind of intriguing, you know, empires rise and fall, but what happens after they fall, you know, and, you know, things get complicated when, you know, nothing's black and white anymore. So it's very much interesting, interested in to seeing how this, how this turns out. And I'm looking forward to the, the trailer for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Fucking looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Like, like uh, Respawn and um, did a really amazing job with the graphics. Uh, Jerome, I can't remember his last name, but he's in Gotham and um, uh, Shameless is playing the lead character, voicing it as well as motion capture. We got a different. We got a different game studio, still under EA, but we have a different game studio working on the game. Um, Respawn actually isn't known for that much, but they did the two Titanfall games. And they they've also done Apex Legends, which is fucking blowing up everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they handle a game with such a deep single player um, campaign. Oh, and by the way, that they're untested with that. You know the um, the bad guy that you were talking about in that trailer when when you and I when you. Oh were my there? god, that was terrifying. Darth Vader number nineteen from Marvel Comics. Is that who it is? Yeah. Or they, he's there in there? Yeah, they they introduced the character in that in the comic. So it really shows you just how much they're combining all the universe. For those who haven't seen the trip, this dude <laughs> jumps on the front and he's in a mask, so you can't see him. He's jumped on the front of the ship and they're all looking at him out the window. And he's got just his, his palm on the fucking glass. And he's just turning his hand slightly, and you can see the glass cracking. I was like, "Fuck <laughs> this! Get all the blasters!" Like I was, I was fucking scared for him. Um, it was funny when I saw the the name for Star Wars, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Um, I was like, for, um, you know, uh, uh, passed on, uh, passed on titles were um, the Rise of My Skywalker, or <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, Conan O'Brien uh, tweeted out. He goes, "Wasn't the Rise of Skywalker? Didn't I see already see the Rise of Skywalker on Pornhub like two years ago?" <laughs> <laughs> All I know is um, Lando, man. That's that's what Lando, I'm. Lando Lando's happy to have his fucking ship back. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah. Um, fuck, dude. Yeah, that force jump over the uh, the force jump over that Tie Fighter was so, just... every fucking moment of it was dope. Yeah. And there's like a, and it's a trailer, but there's still a build up a to te- that. This jump. is a teaser trailer. Like this is the ah, teaser trailer. So, so great. So, yeah. So, um, and then just the emperor's laugh at the end. You're just like, and Kylo Ren looks like he's reforging his mask that he shattered in the last in the last Jedi. So, yeah. There's a lot of people that said uh, there's one guy on Collider, and I remember hearing him say this. He goes, "You all laughed at me. 
when I said the emperor probably has something to do with all of this. Like the emperor, like you all fucking laugh. I love when you so, hear that dude that said something, and everyone was like, "That's stupid," yeah. and you end up being right. Yeah. You're like, "I fucking told you." <laughs> like, Fuck I, you! You all laughed at me. Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> oh man. Then all of a sudden you become some sage and people <laughs> ask you all the questions all the time. Suddenly, suddenly you're in this like tattered robe with like this Osama bin Laden beard you look, with like you look like Luke Skywalker from the fucking movie. <laughs> like you, you you live on a mountaintop and people come ask you. On some what remote do you think island the next movie's gonna be. <laughs> on some remote island and shit, you know. Oh man. All right. So if you're a Windows 10 user, we're coming upon a scary time. Windows 10 May 2019 update is approaching. Winter is coming, motherfuckers, Microsoft style. Right. After the botched rollout of both their 2018 updates, it remains to be seen whether they've learned anything or will continue 2018 into 2019. The update was released to uh, release preview ring testers, providing everything turns out okay, it should come out in May. Hence the May 10 thing. Uh, the Windows 10 May 2019 update includes a new light theme for Windows 10 alongside... Kaomoji support and a Windows sandbox feature and the separation of Cortana and Windows Search. And I think yeah, the, the separation of Cortana and Windows Search is nice. People didn't like that those two things were linked up. Yeah, I kind of was like, mm, I don't know about this. Um, one thing that I believe this, you have to get this update because I think in the next update is when it's going to, when we talked about last week, about the uh, the Windows allowing you to space out your updates. Yeah. Uh, you need to get this update in order to get that update. So see how that works? You have to get this update before you can get the next update, which allows you to push off the updates. So. Well, I mean, that makes sense. You always right. have to get, you know, it's if you're going to get cycle. an update, you got to have the last one. Yeah, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. yeah. All right. So. I just want, just want to say for the record, though, um, I'm on Ubuntu now, and um, I've needed to update it for like <laughs> seven days, and it doesn't even remind me. <laughs> so, you know. Right. And I'm on a beta. <laughs> like, it's like, do whatever the fuck you want, dude. But if it breaks, don't bother me. Right. That's basically it's like, what it said. It's like, we told you, we're not your parents. That's so. right. You're an adult. You make your own choices. Exactly. Uh, so our main story tonight Remember back in the day of cable television, everybody wanted to pay for what they want, not the eight lifetime channels just to get two SPN channels. It was, it was done this way because providers knew no one would opt for those channels. Now in the day of cord cutting, people are grabbing only services they want. So you have 70 channels with YouTube, T YouTube TV for your basic needs. Oh, but you need that new Star Trek Discovery series, so now you got to get CBS All Access. Oh, I need the kids stuff for you know the kids, so I need Disney Plus. Oh, and I love Stranger Things, so I need Netflix. Titans Two Season Two is coming out, so got it. And gotta watch Doom Patrol, so let's grab DC Universe. How many is that? How much is that? Life of the a la carte isn't as rosy as we thought. So how much is too much? Like. This week, I mean, Disney Disney finally revealed uh, their Disney Plus mm -hmm. uh, offering, which, of course, is going to have all 30 seasons of The Simpsons. Uh, you're going to have 
Blue Light Studios uh, menu. Actually, the menu actually looks pretty pretty slick. It's really Apple kind of the way it's laid yeah. out. Marvel Studios, uh, Pixar, Disney, and then of course their original content that's going to come out. They've officially announced that uh, all the main movie actors from the Marvel characters are going to have their series on PC. So. Uh, Tom Hiddleston is going to return as Loki, Elizabeth uh, Olsen and uh, Paul Bettany as Vision and, and uh, Wanda, and uh, the Winter Soldier, uh, Sebastian Stan and uh, Mackie are coming back for Winter Soldier and Falcon. So, you know, we've got a, a lot of that going on for six ninety nine a month, which is about what we had kind of predicted. We said somewhere between like seven to ten bucks. Like ten bucks mm-hmm. on the high end, you know, six bucks on the low end, which was kind of where we figured it would be. So six ninety nine, but they give you a year option for sixty nine ninety nine, you get a year. And and honestly, I feel like all of the streaming services need to have a year option. Oh yeah, because it's what really kills people is the monthly, you know, and it, it's um. There's so many streaming services now that you really just have to fucking choose what's important to you right. unless you want to get all of them. Like, I have a lot of streaming services, to be honest. Like, I, well, which ones do I have? Let me look at your list. And that was just here. some that I grabbed off of, like, you know, some that I knew about and the, the others that I grabbed. So I have Netflix, Hulu, HBO Now, Amazon Prime, DC Universe, um, Stars. Uh, I know there's some other ones in there too, and I don't remember. I think I have Max Go. I don't even watch those. This my wife has those. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so fucking sad, dude. Yeah, like, like yeah. there's so many apps now. Oh, I know, and it, it's kind. Of, it's funny because you know we always everybody goes. I want to just pay for the channels that I want. So you cut the cord, and you get, you know, you sign up with like. Direct TV now or PS View or Sling or YouTube TV to get your local channels. Right. You know, you get those. And then what other channels or like Charter, like I have uh, with Spectrum, I have their basic one, which gives me pretty much all the local channels with some other channels like AMC and, uh, uh, you know, CNN and, you know, uh, MSNBC and, and TBS and Comedy Central and all that. And then you add on extra stuff like we have Netflix and Hulu. Um, but then it's like, oh, well, CBS All Access, because you got to get Star Trek. Then HBO Now, because it's like, I like watching John Oliver and then Barry, you know, and then some of the movies they have on there. Amazon Prime is is cool, you know, but having Amazon Prime and Hulu are kind of the same thing, because whatever's on Hulu is also an Amazon Prime, but then Amazon Prime has, like, The Marvelous Miss Maisel and has some of their original programming. Then DC well, That's Universe. the thing, too, is I wanted to watch something on HBO, and I was like, Fuck. I told my wife, I go, where is HBO? And she goes, oh, it's attached to the Amazon Prime. And I go, well, why didn't you attach it to Hulu? Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. And I'm like, oh, it's so fucking hard to find. <laughs> I, mean, I know. Amazon, Amazon Prime, because we had uh, CBS All Access originally attached to Amazon Prime. Really hard to distinguish what the fuck you can watch on there. Yeah. They really kind of just blur it all. Because um, they want you to buy extra shit. Yeah. And this does, you know, and like I put a list together of just the ones that I knew about. So you have like Netflix, Hulu, DirecTV, PS View, 
uh, Sling, YouTube TV, CBS All Access, HBO Now, Amazon Prime, DC Universe, Showtime, Stars. The then these the next two are coming out, which we know are coming out. Disney Plus, Warner Brothers, which is going to have I think Warner Media is going to have their own streaming service. Uh, the Criterion Channel, which if you're a cinephile and you liked Filmstruck or wanted to get Filmstruck, the tr- Criterion Channel, there you go. Um, uh, Fubo TV, which is I think a lot of sports people like that one. Uh, Apple TV Plus, which is coming out. ESPN Plus, BritBox, which is something I've actually kind of wanted to get, uh, which is all British television uh, on there, a subscription service. I was like, ooh, that's kind of cool. And they have all the original Doctor Who's on there too. Um, AMC has their own streaming service called AMC Premiere, Epics, uh, Maxco. It's just, and that's just a couple that I that I pulled. It's too much. It's like, I mean, you know, when you're sitting there going, well, I don't want to spend 200 bucks on my um, on my cable bill, but I'll spend 200 bucks getting what I want. <laughs> but it's kind of like, is it worth the trade off? You know, it's like, but. I think what, and then also you have like CBS All Access. So CBS All Access now they have Twilight Zone and all that. But I was paying, however much it is for CBS All Access, just to watch Star Trek. Yeah, I didn't watch it. My wife started watching other shit on there. I didn't watch not one other fucking show on that. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's it's like I'm paying eight dollars a month for the privilege to watch Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> And that's the thing, too. It's like, what constitutes, like, oh, well, CBS All Access, you get Star Trek. And then it's like, oh, well, now Twilight Zone. Okay, that's cool. But then it's like, oh, I can watch a lot of their other shows. The old Star Trek I could watch, Big Bang Theory, anything that was off on, you know, CBS. Uh, Which is actually kind of cool, because before that, even on Hulu, like, they had very little on Hulu. And the only way you could actually watch back episodes of anything was online. Like you literally yeah. had to go to their website and watch it online, which kind of blew if you didn't have a DVR. Um, but yeah, I mean, DC Universe, let's even go there. You know, the only thing that you'd be paid for that would be Doom Patrol. But they also give you comp, they've just recently uh, started throughout a shit ton of comics that you can start reading through. Yeah, it's, it's on par with. Uh with marvel unlimited but the cool thing is is that it's it's like on par with marvel unlimited but it also includes the tv shows the movies the and everything else so dc dc universe for me is is a is a fucking bargain like it's full of fucking entertainment it's all the past movies all past tv shows um, yeah yeah the comic books they have those all those old cartoons are justice league justice league <laughs> unlimited the batman animated i'll watch all all day like you, you could just see me on dc universe all fucking day and i would have plenty to watch <laughs> you know it's it's but then you know i'm a hardcore dc fan right you know so i think the problem with some of these streaming services and dc universe is a good example of it is getting new people who don't necessarily know what the fucking content is right to watch it you know, how many people, I mean, Doom Patrol is popular, but how many people have gotten DC Universe for Doom Patrol and never read a comic book in their life? Well, here's another thing. How about for people that signed up for Titans, watched the first right. half of Titans and then canceled and didn't, you were like, oh, well, if all the shows are like that, I'm not going to watch, I'm not going to have it again. But, you know, the benefit with some of these extras is like, yeah, you can have it, then cancel. And then when, you know, you get it again, then, you know, re-up it, you know, so there is a little more flexibility. So like it, it, you know, on the, on the, I have like, oh, well I get, 
CBS All Access, and I pay for the 13 weeks. So you pay three months, basically, and watch Star Trek. Then cancel it and wait till Star Trek or something in the Star Trek universe comes back. Same thing with, uh, with DC. If you don't care for the comics or you really don't care for the back stuff, you just want to see you know, Doom Patrol, you pay for the 13 weeks that that's on and then cancel. You know, I feel that that's part of the problem with some of these add-ons is there's so much to watch. But then at the same time, it's like, well, I only watch it just for those shows, so I'll pay for what I want and then cancel. It's, right. I, I think retention is really hard. And I think that's where Netflix and Hulu and even Amazon, HBO kind of have people because there's always something going on. There's more than one program on. They're being, they're being slick with the scheduling. And, and um, again, we see that with DC Universe where right when Doom Patrol's over, something else is kicking up. You know what I mean? And it's, it's there's again, always something again, you may new. Not be, you may not be a Swamp Thing fan. You yeah, know, that too. You know, you'd be like, oh, Swamp Thing, and you may remember, I don't know, an uh, old TV show or, you know, the comic of like, oh, I don't think I'm really going to watch that. And you just, you know. Or CBS All Access. They, like, C- CBS knows that the majority of the people that get their service are the ones that, there's a big chunk of them anyway that are just Star Trek fans. They're just watching Star Trek. Yeah. So when Star Trek is over, like it's in between seasons, they cancel. And they, they saw that um, in, when season one was over of Discovery. Yeah. So their plan, I think it's going to start more in 2020, um, is right when Discovery ends, something else is happening. The Picard like, series or, you know, or what uh, one of the other things they may have. You I, always have Star Trek on. Yeah. You know, so it's, it, hey, I'm not complaining. Right. But it's, it's, um, they have to do stuff like that or no one's <laughs> people are going to be getting signing up and canceling. And what's the other alternatives having them sign contracts. Fuck that. Yeah. No that. one's doing that. Yeah. You know, or give them the year option. Then they just pay the year and not worry about it. And then at the end of the year go, well, how much am I really watching this? You know, right. <laughs> you start making a, a harder decision when it, when you have to pay the year. Yeah. And it, so, and the thing is, is that, a lot of times, especially with these subscription services, you're dealing with monthly subscription fees. So when you're paying 80 bucks monthly of subscription fees and you have these that were like, oh, yeah, I signed up for these paid year in advance. It's one less thing that you're worrying about for the other 11 months. And then it's kind of like, OK, you kind of think about it. then suddenly it's like, oh, they're coming up. You're like, oh, shit. OK. And then think about it. Decide whether you want to keep them, go monthly, whatever you want to do. But, you know, it, but I think it's it's when you when you push people into going monthly all the time, it, it's really harder to retain people because then it's like, oh, well, nothing's really on and I, I could really use the extra 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks by canceling right. these, cancel them all and then you'll jump on them later. You know, um, you know, in a lot of instances, Netflix is kind of harder to give up. For me, I found of all the s- services that I have and Netflix was really the hardest one not to have. I think Netflix is also the older one. Netflix is more of a staple to people. Like you, everyone has Netflix. Of course you have Netflix. You know, it's, it's almost like the Google of streaming services. You know, <laughs> I mean, like shit, you, we have Netflix and chill, you know, <laughs> right. You know, it's, it's become part of the lexicon, you know, and, and, um, and also too, let's be honest that, that Netflix always has some great content on it. Be it original or um, just the older stuff, right? You know they have they have some of the highest the highest anticipated shows are net Netflix originals these days. You know, so of course we have Netflix. 
(laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the thing. Like, you you know, you think like and also people like Netflix because of the fact that when a series comes out, it's all out. And yeah. And another thing, too, is like for people that maybe go, oh, that show is coming on that I've never really got to see. Oh, but Netflix has all the past seasons on on their service. So you can fucking just binge watch it and then be ready for the new season when it comes up. That's one of the other things that I totally dig about Netflix is the fact that you can binge watch everything, you know. Um, And yeah, their new series and maybe even some old shows that you're just like, oh shit, they have that on there? I'm going to fucking binge watch. I binge watched The West Wing like 80 times, you know, all seven seasons, you know. And so it's, it's really one of those things where it's like, it's so much easier. I prefer Netflix over Hulu a majority of the time. But the reason I have Hulu is basically because sometimes the Orville, I miss it. I don't have the DVR option on my on my uh, um, Spectrum uh, account. So it's I would I go to Hulu and w- catch up on the Orville or maybe it's like, "Oh, well, if they're cool with some shows, you know, you can go past the past 5 episodes." They've gotten better on that. But they used I think to too be like you rely episodes. you see people rely on Hulu a little bit more when they don't have cable. Mm. Cuz like I I watch Hulu more than Netflix. Mm. Now when I'm watching I don't know why I go hmm I hate I hate when Steve does that. No, I'll I say something because, they go, hmm. It's just because you don't watch TV that often so I'm the kind of thing like well what else Anytime TV's on in my house most of the time it's Hulu. Cuz I watch TV with my wife. I just don't watch TV like well, you, like I'm not the one that chooses to turn the TV on. Well, do you have Hulu TV? No. Oh. Okay. We're ready for that one. We're, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but my wife watches sitcoms. She likes sitcoms. Oh, yeah. You know? And um, sitcoms are that kind of entertainment that you can watch them. They're not going to, you know. Right. Uh, they're not gonna piss you off, you know what I mean? <laughs> For the most like part. you'll get you'll get a chuckle out of them or whatever. Right. Like she's been watching um this. The thing is though, a lot of them she watches are on CBS, so she ends up watching the CBS All Access. Oh right. Because she's been watching this one that's really not that good, um, <laughs> called Fam. Oh god. Um, but it has uh, what's her name in it? Nina Dobrev. So I watch it <laughs> with her. <laughs> So, you know, but um, but I think that's it, that's it though. Is Hulu because Hulu doesn't have like they'll have like the last five episodes, yeah, of something. You know what I mean? It's easier to like for people who the new thing now is binge, like to spend a whole weekend, yeah, watching a thing. I wish I had the time to do that, but the um, people love doing that now. You know, so Netflix is definitely the the fucking binge king. Yeah, like well, like for like my brother and myself, when we if we take on a show and we're starting to binge, like we had done, um, what was it? Uh, oh, like oh, and uh, CW the CW uh, app. We were we had fallen behind on Arrow and the Flash. We fallen way behind on on Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. But I was like, oh well, I think this was just bef- where was it? It was just before the crossover i can't remember exactly where it was but we're like oh shit we fell behind and i go oh well they have and the cw has the last five episodes so yeah oh well they have the first five so we caught up on that and then we caught up on the flash but what we did was is we generally watched 
Oh, this was during their winter break. They had five episodes and they were winter break. So we had a couple of weeks. So we did like, you know, we would do two episodes a night, like, you know, have dinner. So it's like, okay, two episodes a night and, and get through those. And we, you know, about a week or so we caught up on everything and then we're ready to watch the live action ones. So if we fell a week or two behind, we'd binge it on, you know, on CW and stuff like that. So it, it does help when those five episodes do help when you're, when you fall a week or two behind and you don't have oh, to yeah, definitely. but anything beyond that, if you're like, Oh, I missed the beginning of the season. Forget it. <laughs> yeah. You're fucked. I know. You'll I, have to wait till they put it on Netflix. Yeah. Unless. Yeah. And that the cool thing about like the, some of the CW shows is they have a deal of like a week after it, the finale airs, it's all the seasons on Netflix. Um, but you know, some other shows, you know, some other shows on Hulu, it depends because some other shows they have the whole past season on there. So it's yeah. kind of weird. I don't know what the distribution deal, but I know Disney, which now has the majority share of Hulu, said that they're going to actually have some content that they're going to produce for Hulu. So Which makes sense. Yeah. So because there was one show that that was supposed to be done, I can't remember what it was. It slipped my mind. But they were going to have one show that they were going to do for uh Disney Plus, but they ended up moving it and are moving it to Hulu. Um, so it's like, uh, oh, well, if you're going to have majority share, you better put out more stuff, more shit. So they're probably, I, I, they'll use Hulu for things that aren't grand in scale. I feel or family like maybe, a, maybe a sitcom or, or something like that. I kind of see that Hulu would kind of be the more like if they go, oh, well, we want to do a little more adult fare, maybe something that's not quite as. Yeah. But I, I have a feeling, I have a feeling the Mandalorian is going to be kind of adult. Hmm. I don't know. I kind of I I could see that, but at the same time, I think it's going to kind of be a little more on the scale of like a Marvel, you know, not too dark, not like Netflix's Marvel, which got, oh, you know, that kind more of, like a swashbuckling kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, I can kind of see it being that, which is fine, you know, but I don't No, see it's it. not. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see it getting Doom Patrol level kind of gritty, you know. Uh I don't know, but it, I mean, fuck it. Disney owns the planet now, right? Right. They bought Earth. Yeah, didn't they do I that? think they did that. I, I, I think they bought Earth. Right. And didn't pay taxes on it, so. Fuck that. They don't pay taxes. <laughs> how dare you? Don't don't we pay our taxes to Disney? I'm confused. Yeah, I don't know I, how it works. Anymore. I thought we did. I thought we paid taxes to Disney. Like, <laughs> pretty soon, like next year, it's going to be like, yeah, you're not going to send them to the uh, franchise tax board. You're going to send them to Disney, care of Bob Iger. That's right. <laughs> And they'll have the Disney, uh, the Disneyland address. <laughs> oh man! All right. So finally tonight, an American Airlines flight attendant says she was mortified when a passenger accidentally bumped her and she dropped a tray of drinks on her boss, CEO Doug Parker. Maddie Peters says she never spilled a drink on a passenger during her four years with Fort Worth-based American. That changed on a recent flight from Phoenix to Dallas-Fort Worth International Airport and her first meeting with Parker, who introduced himself to the crew while boarding. Peters posted details online about serving drinks in the first-class cabin when another passenger unknowingly bumped her. She says half of the drinks spilled on her while the rest doused Parker. She said Parker was a good sport, laughed it off, and while deplaning, told Peters that he'd never forget her. Peters says... Accidents happen. She was later murdered. So, what? 
<laughs> I expect to see a follow up. She's been <laughs> she's been her body has been found in decomposing state in the middle of the Arizona right. desert. <laughs> First of all, I like how you stressed Phoenix. <laughs> Phoenix, like that. Uh, oh, like, am I supposed to? Am I supposed to feel some kind of way? Oh man, that's gotta fucking suck too. You know, you're like, <laughs> you spill it all on your boss. It's like, what the... oh man. All right, well, that is our episode for this week. So thanks for joining us. If you want to help us out. There's two ways you can. One, you can leave us a review wherever you get the show. Recommend your show. Recommend the show to friends. Uh, two, if you want to really help us out, you can donate. You can head over to LazyGeese.com and click on that Donate button. Definitely. And you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TheLazyGeeks. Twitter and Instagram are the same, at TheLazyGeeks, one word. And you can send us feedback, comments, suggestions for episodes, favorite conspiracy theories, what your favorite Star Trek episode is. I don't know. But just t- talk to us is what we want. Yeah. The geeks at thelazygeeks.com. And if you want more content from us, just head over to the blog, thelazygeeks.com. So thanks for checking us out. Ne- until next time, live large. If you ain't living large, you ain't living at all. Ooh.